everybody, welcome back to Bartles Unplugged. Hey, hey guys, I'm Miley. And I am Paxton. And uh, we're excited about what we're talking about today. Right. I feel like there is a lot of this circling around the internet. And so we kind of just wanted to shed some light on it from our perspective. Um, and yes. just, you know, disclaimer, we are Christian. So this is all coming from... Agreed. A Christian perspective. We so. are Christian. And I have coffee right now, even though it is 8.22 p.m. So so we're about to get lit. I just want y'all <laughs> to know I'm going to be lit. <laughs> so today we are going to be talking about purity culture. So in a nutshell, that can kind of sound like Christian ease. It could sound like this big, scary Christian word. But in a nutshell, um, purity culture is just simply the culture of purity within Christian circles. Also, how purity culture is talked about and how it is talked. Hmm. Good stuff. I meant, wait, talked about and taught. I said yeah. that wrong. No, you said it. Okay. How it's talked about and taught yes. in the Christian world. Um, yeah. I mean, we grew up in church, so we have a lot of experience right. on this purity topic. Culture. Yeah. And obviously, we're married now, so that means we weren't married at one point. I yeah. don't know why that means it, but I mean, obviously we were I mean, you're not lying. And uh, so we've both got our own journeys in this. Uh, but, you know, today we're really just going to talk about those two things, how it's talked about and how it's taught. Specifically okay? so, with an emphasis, I would say, on how the church talks about it. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, And it's, believers, yeah. Yeah. Well, it is purity culture. So, I mean, I guess. is. I don't know. Do people who aren't Christians talk about purity culture? Purity? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's why I was confused. I was like, I thought this was pure. Okay. Well, anyways, I mean, that's definitely, it is a church thing for us. We grew up in the church. Right. So we obviously want to start off by saying that uh, purity culture at its heart is good. I mean. Yeah. Because the the root of it is purity. Purity. Yeah. So we think that's a good thing. It's not like this is a a bad thing. And we're going to be able to talk about some of the bad things, like the connotation of purity culture, because... Um, Definitely over time, yeah. it's gotten a bad rap. Yeah, and it's very blatant blatant now after, you know, being married four years and realizing what, uh, you know, we're going to keep it PG, but, you know, what sex is and what marriage is, and it's a lot different from some of the things we learned within purity culture. Exactly. So, the things that, which is what we grew up in. Yeah, and you know what? We agree with purity culture, and so... It's not like we're going against it, but we're, you know, we're going to shed light on some things and hopefully to help people that have either gone through some church hurt because of purity culture. Yeah. Or had some traumatizing um, encounters with people who are Christians and believers and leaders. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you can kick it off. Yeah. Um, So like we said, at its core, it's good. We agree with it. Um, but just to kind of give you some examples on what purity culture can sound like, um, it can sound a lot like modest is hottest. It can look like girls wear one pieces if it's a church Mm -hmm, event and mm -hmm. there's swimming involved or you're at the beach or it could be, if you do wear one piece, you have to wear a very dark t-shirt over it. Yep. Things like that. Yeah. These actually have roots. Like when you start listening to it and understanding it you it has roots in the holiness movement which can you elaborate on that just a little bit on what the holiness movement is the holiness movement was actually almost a denominational movement back in like the 19 like literally 1900 
so right before the Assemblies of God, probably for like 30 years before. Uh, but they had a big focus, and there are still uh, churches to this day called holiness churches. I think they are Assemblies of God. Either way, they have a big focus on purity culture. They wear long uh, skirts. Okay. And, but that's definitely what this has a root in. Like, just thinking about it, like, oh, this is like some holiness teaching right now. Right. Like, modest is hottest. Who? Like, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> modest is not hottest. I, I mean, if we're just being real take, here. Uh, modest is not <laughs> hottest. You heard it here first. Um, no, but that's just interesting to me. And a, a lot of this is, you know, holiness has a bad rap now for being legalistic. Yeah. That's why it reminds me of that. So, um, yeah, that, you know, these are things you might have heard. That's all around purity culture. And, um, yeah, it's talked about like that. And it's obviously not good, some of the things. So, yeah, anyways, uh, let's just get right into it. We're talking about how it's talked about, right, first. So modest yeah. is hottest. Yeah. What does that even mean? What does that mean? Right. It's not hot sometimes. Modest is I mean, it's, hottest. it's cute. It can be cute. Yeah. I mean, but I would say, it is it, and it can be hot, but is it hottest? Yeah, is I it don't hottest? Know. And that that is <laughs> that is the thing. Uh, okay, let me just clarify. Modest may not be hottest, but it is holy. So mm. we're not we're not oh, bashing cheers. modesty. Yeah, no. It's um, just that cliche phrase is kind of interesting. It is. Like where and did we, that come from? We heard that a lot. And hottest obviously in the sense of like holiness. Sex. You know. Whoa. No. Oh, yes. No, okay. At the heart of at the heart of that statement, <laughs> they're saying like modest is holy. But modesty. I'm thinking of it as like is modest like sexy and hot? Well, I understand. Sorry. And, okay. You know, could be, could not be. <laughs> Sorry, I went there. Uh, so then you get into obviously girls, girls' clothing restrictions in Christian circles. Very intense. Talked about a lot, and you might have heard it before. Uh, if you went to a church camp, VBS. Some things have that. You know, a church pool, anything. Um, and we just read a post about this the other day. But the main one is wearing one-piece bathing suits. Take. And I didn't realize, yeah, I didn't realize how, like, intense that was. I'm a girl dad now, (laughs) and so we read posts like this about having a daughter. Um, And, you know, I mean, it sounds like a good idea in theory, you know? Right, and what I wanted to say was, you know, we both, we grew up in the the church. And so this is something that has literally been ingrained, I mean, ever since I started going to church as a little girl. And so I've... Literally, it wasn't until I saw a post that kind of challenged that concept, like, what was it, a month ago, that I even questioned it because it's just all I grew up thinking and knowing. And so to me, it wasn't a big deal until you kind of look at, like, why do girls have to wear one pieces to be modest? You know, you can wear a two-piece that's (laughs) modest. (laughs) You know, when you're thinking about, like, what a a one-piece actually is, is it covers your stomach, you yeah. know? And yeah. so there's even like high-waisted bathing suit, you know, things like that. And there's scandalous yeah. one pieces, you know? So uh, yeah. that's true. You know, to just make a blanket statement and say, you have to wear one piece yeah. versus like, Hey, let's, let's be modest on this trip. Use your discretion. Yeah. I guess part of their argument is like, well, some Christians might not be coming to camp. So you tell them to be modest and they might think that's a thong. Well, I mean, so I think we need to have these conversations on what that can look like. It does. And you know what? 
I know people that are not Christian and they still want to be modest. I mean, it's not like they're trying to flash themselves to the world, boys or girls. You know yeah. what I mean? So it, it is still a conversation. Like even to even if you're a youth pastor, you can talk to your kids going to camp about that. Talk to parents about that. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. even if they're not Christian, like it's just, hey, we want to keep it, you know, modest. Guys and girls, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Not just girls. Um, so yeah, but it but to be honest, a lot of what we're about to talk about is about girls. Like yeah, unfortunately. No short shorts. Can't wear short Which, shorts. Nike shorts. About this, we have all seen guys and chubbies. True story. You know, and like Yes. True story. And for guys having short shorts, that has been a trend, you know. I've yeah. seen this specific style of shorts like being popular and yeah. People don't say anything to guys. So it's like, Ooh. yeah, think that. about that, you know? Oh, it's, getting, it's getting good. It's getting Spaghetti <laughs> straps. Can't wear spaghetti straps. But can guys wear bro tanks? Oh, you're making some. Uh, These are some hot, y'all. Some combo This microphone is on fire right now. Try this one. No bralettes showing. But can guys wear, I'm just kidding. I'm what? <laughs> I, don't I don't know what a guy compares to wear. Be. Right, but like, and a lot of these things can even be for like I've seen this even in like dress codes at schools. So that was Definitely. a big thing when you know a couple of years ago, bralettes yeah, were popular yeah. to have them just like showing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember like you weren't allowed to see bralettes. Like that was a yeah. that was a rule. No, I remember that too. Uh, no leggings unless 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 the shirt is covering. The butt and the leggings. Wait, what? And the legs. Yeah. That's what I meant to say, right? Yeah. That was big in high school, too. Yes. Do that. Well, and even a while... Had to wear long shirts. You weren't even allowed to... Girls weren't even allowed to wear leggings. That's true. So, yeah, like, I'm trying to be comfortable. <laughs> true, which is so much of the point. Like, with one-piece bathing suits, too. It's like, look, y'all, for some body types, that's not very comfortable. Right. Nor is it flattering in a way like to make you feel uncomfortable. You yeah, know what like I'm not everybody like, likes the on. way they look in yeah. one pieces. Maybe they and Ashley. I, whoa, who's Ashley? <laughs> Actually, I, I have felt more like after having a baby, which is interesting, is I feel more confident and comfortable in a high waisted yeah. bathing suit versus a one piece, which is what I used to wear. True, but I feel like some one pieces make me look like I still have a bump. True. Because I low-key Wait, do. I did not mean to say true. I got <laughs> okay. lost in saying true right there. True. I'm so sorry. Wow. <laughs> I didn't um, even catch it. You're good. Okay. So that's just some background, how people talk about it, what kind of stuff is mentioned in it. And if you're getting the trend, okay, yeah, it has a lot to do with girls covering themselves and guys not having to do anything. <laughs> right. It doesn't have hardly, you know, the pure, which is crazy. The yes. purity culture doesn't yes, have... Yes, yes. A lot to do with guys being taught self-control. Yeah. And how to have control it's over true. wandering thoughts. It's true. And that is all about how it's taught. Um, because, you know, everybody has the talk with their parents about sex. Okay. Um, not everybody. I actually did not. You're right. There are some people. And I don't know why. Why did they? I don't know. I'm street smart now. Sure. <laughs> I had to learn it from like friends in high school. Really? I'm not kidding. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Which well, I would it. love to talk about that a little bit later on in the podcast. Do you podcast. need to have the talk? 
We've been married honestly, for four years. Do I need to? Honestly, the birds and the bees, I have no clue. I, was say, I don't actually even understand that. Is talking about birds making birds and bees making bees? No clue. Let's keep going. Because bees don't have sex male and female. They have 13 males go to the queen, have <laughs> sex with her. They die while she's flying. And then... Yeah. <laughs> so if you're wondering, so birds, I don't even know how they do it. Why but. Paxton knows so much about this is he literally did beekeeping as his senior project. I didn't just do beekeeping; I was a beekeeper, so but I had bees. Excuse okay, me. Okay, let's go back into it. All right, <laughs> it's all about how it's taught. Okay, obviously when we talk about, you know, modest is hottest things like this, one piece bathing suits, we don't like it. I wonder why. Okay, it's about how people have taught it to us. Right. So there's two sides to it. Um, that we, we talked about this, we prayed about it, and we were like, you know, what is the main difference between how it's taught, how it's talked about, and how it should be taught? Um, you know, what can get to the heart of purity culture? And there's two things. First one, sex is bad until you're married. Okay? That is the, the main thing that it seems like it's constantly, yes. like, ingrained into yes. our heads. Don't Sex look at a girl bad. until you're married. Literally. Yeah. What, like, she's going to be as modest as she can. You fall in love with a personality or something. It's like it's like this perfect utopian, like, you'll never look at a girl because she's hot until you're married. Yeah. And then sex is good. But you learn sex is bad. That is the main for so long. part of it. Nobody ever talks about it. They're like scared to talk about it, or right. else you'll it's sin. It's like sex is like a cuss word. Like we don't yeah, talk about literally. it in church. Like crazy. Yeah, I mean, God created it. Yes, that was one of the first things He created. And, right after uh, a man and a woman, He made them that way. Newsflash: We that. are all products of sex. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you guys knew that, but sex is bad until you're married. That's like obviously the purity culture. That's how we grew up. Uh, even I had a good upbringing. It's not like my parents were bad or, you know, taught me wrong things. Yeah. But that's what I heard. Sex is bad until you're married. Well, um, and I mean, you know, same here. And we're not bashing our parents by any means. I truly feel like they did the best with what they had yeah. when they did it. You know, when they yeah, taught yeah. it to us, they did the best that they could. Yeah. Um, it's just not only was it taught like this by our parents or, I mean, I wasn't even taught about sex i just knew that it was bad and yes. i wasn't supposed to do it until yeah. i was married but nobody ever talked about how good it was when you were married you know yeah but that's kind of going into another area but not only is it taught like this from our parents but it was also taught like this from the church oh yeah yeah that's true growing up you know we just yeah. kind of hear sex is bad and then like under their breath they kind of mumble like until you're married yeah, exactly. But That's the whole connotation. I wish we could talk about, instead of focusing on how bad, quote unquote, sex is, why don't we just talk about it, how good it is, and talk about it in the right realms? Yeah. Which is how you should talk about it or teach it. And it's sex is always good within the marriage circle, which is a circle where you and your spouse stand in. <laughs> sex is always think of good. That SpongeBob episode where you're Oh yeah. <laughs> you gotta draw the circle. Hey, if you are in the circle, sex is good. If you get out, you get wrecked by that bear fish thing in SpongeBob. <laughs> sex is always good within the marriage circle. Yeah, it's true. So on the bad side, sex is bad until you're married. Uh the connotation 
is bad, sex is bad, which it's not inherently. Am I yeah. correct? Purity is not bad inherently, correct. which is almost the idea here. Um, in that left side of sex is bad comes with shame and guilt, which is what a lot of people struggle with yes. in church culture. Uh, because newsflash, we are all human, and uh, most of us, I would argue at least 60% don't make it to marriage 100% pure. Oh, it's got to be a higher statistic. I said 60 because I don't want anybody to come at me. It's probably 80. But I, I said 60 just so because, uh, you know, who knows? We don't know. Okay. We can't say that. Valid. But I would say at least 60% don't make it to marriage 100% per, pure. That means maybe they didn't have sex, but they uh, did other things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we'll keep it PG. Sure. Um, but the reason that there's shame and guilt with it is because we only learn that sex is bad. So when something is usually bad, you want it more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like they're setting you up for failure. You really want it. You really want it. So if you engage in that at all, it's like 100% shame and guilt. And guess what? Because you never talk about it, you're not going to talk to anybody about it. That's exactly what I was about to say. You're not going to go up to somebody and be like, I really I struggle with this, this and I did this. I feel bad. I watched something on the internet and now I feel bad, but I want to do it again. Like you're it's never going to talk to somebody about it's it. It's this taboo topic that because we're only taught that it's bad, that if you struggle with it, which yeah. newsflash, a lot of people do. I mean, newsflash, we struggled when we were newsflash. <laughs> let's keep saying newsflash. Newsflash, like <laughs> we struggle because we're human. And so yeah, let's be honest because we're unplugged because it's this <laughs> taboo topic that if you're struggling, you're less likely to ask for help or for accountability mm -hmm. or, you know, that type of thing and talk about it because you feel so shameful. And then it's like things get piled on. Yeah. And then you just kind of dig this hole of shame and guilt. And that's a terrible place to be in y'all. And God, y'all, God doesn't want you to be in that place. Exactly. No matter what you engage, like what yep. type of activity you engaged in, sin, I mean, sorry, excuse me, shame and guilt is not mm -hmm. of the Lord. Amen. No condemnation. It's true. Anybody that wants to come to him, ask for forgiveness, can have it. And uh, no matter what you've done, um, if you're asking for forgiveness, you're in the right place. So just know that. Anybody, if you, you know, if you're struggling with that, if you have it in your past, you haven't asked for forgiveness or told anybody because you're struggling, it's okay. And I want to tell you right now, God is not disappointed in you. So That's I looked true. at you when I said that, Miley. Thank you. Sex is always good within the marriage circle. That is a healthy way to learn about sex. So going back. Is it not? It is. And so going back to the way that we've been raised, you know, we've already had this conversation. Mm -hmm. We Obviously, when Hazel is an appropriate age, but yeah. we want to be one of the first people to tell Hazel about sex. And if you're new here, Hazel is currently our nine-month daughter. Yes. So she's a little bit young, but... A little young. We have thought about this, how we want to approach the topic. Yeah. We have. Um, kids know a lot more than you think. We remember that. I mean, when I was yeah. a kid, I learned about... I think I heard stuff about sex when I was in, like, second grade. Crazy. I didn't oh fully gosh. understand it, but I knew something that my parents wouldn't talk about was there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I knew I wasn't going to bring it up to my parents. Um, so, so we just look, want, the earlier. Yeah. So we just want Hazel to know that like we're a safe place. And if she has questions, I would rather her come to us about yeah, it exactly. than 
to someone else who might not have similar beliefs. Speaking of which, I saw a co-parenting TikTok today, and it was this mom who was, like, watching a video or something, or her kid had watched a movie with the other co-parent, which, you know, they're not married Mm -hmm. or not living together. And she was like, oh, it's PG-13. You're not allowed to watch that. So then instead of, like, getting mad at both of them, the mom and or the dad or whoever the co-parent was, um, they were like, okay. So they watched it again with the kid so they could talk about everything that happens in a PG-13 movie, whether it was sex, cussing, or anything like that. Yeah. Like, instead of, like, oh, no, like, he can't believe this, like, starting a huge war, it was like, all right, let's watch it together and let's, let's talk, talk about, about what's good and bad because you've already heard it. And kids already are exposed are gonna, to it. Yeah, they are. They're going to know what sex is probably by at least second grade. I mean, I was. Yeah. And I was very conservative. Like, I was a, I've been a Christian my whole life. And you went to Christian schools yeah. when you were younger. Um, right? I'm going to change my answer to fourth grade. That's when you learned about it. Yep. Okay. Makes sense. Which is older from what I've heard from my friends. So I said second grade because I know that I've talked to my friends Your about friends? That. I've okay. definitely heard second grade before. Um, kids are already hearing it. And then, you know... We're going to go into it thinking like that. Hazel's yeah. probably already heard about sex. She might not have anything attached to it. Yeah. Negative or positive. So let's talk about it so she can attach positive stuff to it. You In know? the right realm, yeah. So that she can know, you know, I don't need to feel guilty or shameful for any of this stuff. Because a lot of times kids will experience it at schools. Somebody might touch somebody or touch themselves or whatever sexually. Because out of curiosity. Out of curiosity. And then they are shame. They are full of shame and guilt. And they never talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. And when they're older, they struggle with things like that. Whether it's being tempted easier or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So instead of not talking about it, we're just going to go into it. You know what? And we want to be. First, second grade. Like, let's start introducing introducing topics right. like that you know what i'm saying right obviously not you know we want to do it in an age-appropriate way exactly. and we're not yes. going to be graphic with her in any means but yeah. we will do it in an age-appropriate way and we'll probably have to read some books on how to <sighs> do that but thankfully Definitely we've got a little bit of books. time before that that's true i mean look we're talking about it now she's only nine months 10 right. months old almost <laughs> almost wow. 10. oh don't say that um yeah sex is good um spe- only in the marriage circle I said, especially in the marriage circle. <laughs> in the marriage circle, it's good. And, you know, it should be taught that way. That's and a good thing. it's holy. Yes. Like, sex in and of itself is yeah. created by God mm-hmm. to to be pleasurable and to for reproduction, you know? Yeah. So I just, we just really want to create a healthy environment, especially with our kid. Um, and maybe if we have more kids yeah, in the future. Maybe. But I'm just kidding. Um We just want to have a healthy conversation with her. So that way, if she struggles, which there's a good chance that she will in the future, that she'll know we are a safe place for that. Yes. And it doesn't have to be this weird thing like, oh, no, I can't talk to my parents about that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um, on the left side, sex is bad. It makes sex disgusting, which this is so funny because on the girl side, I think they're influenced a little bit more in this area because I knew it wasn't disgusting. When I was a middle school or high schooler. <laughs> but I, like, um, I'm not going to name drop on this subject. But somebody close to me said, like, they had a hard time having sex when they got older, like, married. Because they were, like, it was disgusting. Wow. My dad had told me it was disgusting. And then I'm supposed to just get married one night. They had kept themselves pure. And they were, like, just all of a sudden do it? 
Like, yeah. I'm scared. It's disgusting, I thought. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, wow. That's such a, that's so true. And I mean, I'll just be honest, you know, we're we're just going to get into it here. But like, that was kind of my own experience. Not that it was disgusting, but I felt so incredibly awkward because yeah. number one, I didn't learn about sex from my mm-hmm. parents. I didn't learn about it from the church in a mm-hmm. healthy way. Um, or it's not... It's just, it wasn't something that was talked about. So I didn't know anything. I was yeah. kind of neutral. And backstory, I was homeschooled um, up until <laughs> fifth grade. Paxton loves to make fun of me for it. I'm but just kidding. There is no, no shame are in awesome. Um, and so I just, I didn't have a lot of exposure, honestly. And I, in a way, you know, thank God that I was very, um, I don't know if naive was the word, but I was very innocent, um, yeah, especially when Paxton and I started dating. Mm. And so, but because of that, because I had like little to zero knowledge, it was like embarrassing for me. Like I remember I had all of these questions about sex when we were engaged and it's like, who do I talk to? I was engaged at 18. Yeah. I remember that being a big thing. Like, who do I go to? Um, so thankfully I had a mentor in my life and I literally asked her all of the questions like in detail because I had, no clue. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's important, you know, knowing details. It's like, you know, we'll teach Hazel some things. If she hears something, talks to us about it, then we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, first we're going to talk about what we think is age appropriate. But if she brings up more stuff, we will. Especially as she gets older. Yeah. But as you get older, you know, right before you get married, most details will be talked about. But, like, when you're learning it as a teenager, like, you don't need those details. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, for the most part, you know, it's not like you have to get into graphic things, as even as a teenager. Yeah. Until it's brought up. I mean, or, you know. Maybe if you've been certain, exposed to it. I mean, every yeah, circumstance is different. This is like, you know, if nothing's... I mean, obviously, look, if somebody's been through an experience that was either traumatizing or bad, like, talk about what you need to talk about, you know. That's um, a difference. But, you know, a healthy way is starting small with stuff that's, you know, like big topics and then getting into details later appropriately. Yeah, and as I don't know. questions. I'm just talking through it because we haven't done it before. Right. Um, but like yeah. you said, years and years, it's bad, it's bad, it's bad, it's bad. Yes. One night or one day you get married and then that night it's a, you're supposed to <laughs> yeah. flip the switch. Oh, it's good. And you're supposed to be Can't like. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. And I know it can be like really nerve wracking for a lot of people when they, that's, they're like, that's been their experience. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. I mean, like thinking about it when you're engaged to somebody, we probably thought this was bad, but you should be able to tell your future wife or husband that you're excited to have sex with them. Yeah. Like you kiss them probably. <laughs> like you obviously are attracted to them. Like you shouldn't be like, it shouldn't be weird to be like, you know what? I'm looking forward to our wedding night. We've saved ourselves and I want to have sex with you. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's, I mean, that's that's a huge part of marriage. It's what yeah. bonds you. It's what makes you, you know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. The, the side of purity culture that, you know, focuses on legalism, shame, it's yeah. just sad. It's sad. You know? Because when you get married, you can't, you can't be vulnerable and it's hard because you've got baggage and yeah. you know, maybe you don't, but you're clueless or it's and disgusting it's to you. It's like, 
is such a big thing that bonds a human to a human. It's like, why would we hold back from talking about that? You yeah. know what I mean? Just because they're scared. I feel like we're we, scared to talk about it. Yes. I mean, it's hard. You got to be vulnerable yourself just talking about it. Yeah. You know, saying the word sex or any other body. Yeah. Part. Like it doesn't it's have like, to be this what, taboo word that we whisper or we only spell out. Yeah. Like, yeah. You yeah. can say sex. <laughs> <laughs> True. You whispered a little bit. Were you trying to? Uh, we've already talked about some of this that we were going to get into. We can talk about boys being taught self-control, though, because like we've talked about, most of the things in purity culture are all about the girls. Yeah. And you're like, why? Oh, because the girls have the bodies that the guys want. It's like, no, it's because the guys. Okay, you know what? Girls can flaunt it a little bit. That happens. I'm not saying that it doesn't. Yeah. Using it. I'm not saying that doesn't happen. Girls do that. But for the most part. It's all about the girls because guys are never taught self-control. And then it's like guys are like never in the wrong. Yes. Like people can pervert literally anything, Mm -hmm. no matter how much is showing and how much is covered. Exactly. So I think what is hard for me, and it's crazy that like I'm literally just now realizing that it's never been talked about for the guys is the fact that it's never, whenever purity is taught, it's like... You know, in the aspect of what you're wearing, that type mm-hmm. of thing, and your thoughts. It's yeah. never talked about like it's a two-way street. Oh, it's like yeah, exactly. all of the weight is yes. on the female. Yeah. And how unfair, how, like, shameful is that for the woman? Yeah. And, you know, every, bo- every body type is so different. And so uh, to just have these, like, blanket rules, I don't know. It's just, it's hard that, well, okay. Yeah. Let me stop here. But it's also not setting up men for success. Like guys need to learn how to control them. Like that's just a good thing to know. So why aren't we teaching people that? Yeah. And it's not like, hey, let all the girls wear whatever they want because we're trying to teach guys self-control. It's just a girl in any other circumstance is going to wear probably, I mean, a two piece. Okay. Maybe they don't, but I'm just saying. It's not going to be like covering everything in the real world. So when you get into the real world, you might grow up in Christian circles as a guy. Never have to learn self-control because the girls are forced to be super modest. Yeah. And then you go on your honeymoon. And then... To a resort. Which we just went to a resort and And we experienced the realities of that. There are butt cheeks everywhere. (laughs) Because at resorts, they don't give a flying flip, all right? And... As a man, you have to you be have, able to have self-control. You do. And at that point, if you're in the example I was talking about, you have none. You know, and not especially not in that realm of life. Right, which you is don't the have real any world. experience because you can't like for instance, you wear two pieces and you are modest. I mean, yeah. they're hot, but you're modest. Yeah. I mean, you're doing the modest part and you're also the hottest part. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. But you know, you could wear that to a church event. Yeah. And you know what? It I would say you've done your part to be modest. You're not right. being super flaunty of anything, but you're still hot and a guy could look at you and still have temptations to think lustfully or, or you know any of those kind of sins, all right? Yeah. It's on the guy though. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's not like... And it's like never been taught that way. Gosh, yeah. it's so sad. It's weird. When it's you really like weird. Really actually think about it. Like, yeah. And I feel like 
we just keep doing it in church cultures just because it's what's always been done. You yeah. know, we don't think twice about it. Yeah, it's true. So, yeah, that part is very frustrating. And I, I, I struggle with that because, you know, in my past, I've got a lot of sexual immorality before we got married. And it sucks. Like, I could have a pity party about this because it's like... Like, why I didn't anybody teach me? Yeah, I could have been, I mean, at least on the right track. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I mean, the church isn't to fault, and parents aren't to fault for all of that, you know? Yeah, like, but it's like, a, I could have learned that sex was good, yeah. and it was worth the wait. Yes. I never heard that it was worth the wait until I was a junior in high school, and I had years of... Baggage. Baggage and sin. Yeah. And habits. And by then, I was like, man, now I'm just a life full of guilt and shame. I, I don't know how to live without that, you know? Yeah. Like, because I never learned about it, you know, in, in a, you know. Anyways. I get that. That Yeah, that's yeah, just and maybe, you know, on one me. day on a podcast, we'll just share a little bit more we about will. our personal stories because yeah. they're vastly different. Yeah. Yeah, we should do that. Um, anyways, uh, there's a lot on this subject. We wanted to talk about the connotations of it and stuff like that around purity culture. You know, if you're experiencing it or you have, or you're going to, maybe you're a new Christian, you know, whatever it is, um, this is something that's going to be a part of your everyday life. And, uh, you get to make your own decisions first off, um, especially in your own perspectives. So I would give you you know, a challenge, hey, am I being legalistic? Like, am I being weird about this? Yeah. Can I just wear a two-piece and be okay? You know, yeah. I don't I don't have to have shame. Like, And, again, it's up to your personal conviction. Exactly. So if you personally feel convicted to not wear two pieces, yes. then by all means, do that. Exactly. And I will not say anything about you. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, anybody that's thinking about this in the right way is not going to look at somebody with a one-piece and be like, Modest ain't hottest, man. That's right. lame, bruh. And you can personally feel very hot wearing a one-piece. I do. I <laughs> I know I do. What? <laughs> I, that was okay. dumb. I'm sorry. Uh, let's add in some scriptures. I'm going to read it. Um, oh, not just a scripture. There's a question. Why should you want to stay pure? I'm so glad you asked, Paxton. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... You should want to be pure, not because your church yeah, told you yeah, to, yeah, yeah, not yeah. because you feel condemned if you don't, not because of legalism or fear or getting in trouble, but to honor God, yourself, and others. Yeah, that's a very good statement, to honor God, yourself, and others. Um, sexual immorality doesn't just affect another person, doesn't just affect you, it affects God, it affects every party involved, sin, uh, I like to say sin separates us from God, you know? Yeah. If you're a Christian already, that just means that it hinders your relationship, you know? It makes it, you know, it's not like you can't go back to God, but it's a little harder, you know? Just like it is when you're full of shame and you can't talk to anybody, that sort of thing. It's like it hurts your relationship with God. It hurts others. And, um, you know, being pure keeps all of those in unity, you and God, you and others, you don't, you know what I mean? Um, it's not just for legalism, fear, getting in trouble to be pure. You know, it is at the end of the day to honor God. Um, first Thessalonians four, three through seven says God's will is for you to be holy. So stay away from all sexual sin. 
then each of you will control his own body, self-control, and live in holiness and honor, not in lustful passion like the pagans who do not know God and his ways. Never harm or cheat a Christian brother in this matter by violating his wife. Getting a little specific there. For the Lord avenges all such sins as we have solemnly warned you before. God has called us to live holy lives, not impure lives. Um, I love that scripture. Um, I specifically love the first verse. Then each of you will control his own body and live in holiness and honor. Each um, of you. Yeah. Not just, not just the guys. Yeah, exactly. We both just said opposite things. What did you say? Not just women. Oh, well, you know what I meant. Yeah. I should have said girls, but you know, whatever. Um, we'll definitely talk about some more stuff later, but this is what we want to do. Let's just pray, man. We want to pray for you guys, whether you're, um, you know, married and you're struggling with temptation or you're married, not struggling. If you're dating, um, if you're single, we just want to pray for you guys. Um, maybe you have church hurt. Maybe you're just struggling in your fight to stay pure. Yeah. Like we said, we love purity and it is the way to be holy, to be honorable. Um, any form of sin, uh, just feels dirty. And you know? I just want to put a blanket apology out there to anybody who has felt shamed for wearing spaghetti straps to church, for wearing things of that nature, for anybody who was shamed and felt shamed um, by a church leader, by Uh someone who, you know, consider themselves a Christian or who are believers. Um, I just, I just want to say, I'm sorry. You know, a lot of what people do and say is based off of just how they grew up. And that's why we want to start having these conversations because we want to just kind of challenge, like, why are we pushing these legalistic standards so hard? Like, what's the heart of it? If the heart of it is to be honoring to the Lord, then can you do that while wearing a two piece? Because yeah. you can. Yeah. It's, you know, one pieces are, and I keep using that example. It's just the easiest, but yes. one pieces aren't the end all be all. Mm-hmm. You can get creative and feel cute and still honor the Lord. Yeah, definitely. Um, yourself and others. And so you can wear a crop top. All right. Just going right. to let you guys know. Right. You can. <laughs> That's a hot take. <laughs> That's a hot take. Um, but I just wanted to apologize for any. If anybody has ever made you feel condemned for that. And, you know, conviction is something completely different. And the Lord convicts. And that's really good. And I'm so thankful that we are convicted. Um, So that's also something to keep in mind. But we're talking about that shame, that guilt feeling. Yes. And I'm definitely sorry um, if anybody has talked to you, made you feel that way too. Um, If I have ever done that, I don't know. I mean, right, because we, we've we, come a long way too. We've we come a long used way for to sure. not necessarily like back that, but we used to abide yeah. by those. Yeah, and if standards. and you know what, if you've ever had a leader, uh, you know, be super hard on this and then fall into sin themselves, I want to say f- sorry for them too. Um, everybody's not, you know, nobody's perfect, but um, you know, it says in the Bible the things you, the people who teach are going to be held to a higher standard, and it it really stinks when. Uh, you experienced that. That's a whole episode in itself. So we'll save yeah. that for later. But I am and sorry. For those who in might advance. be confused, he's talking about like pastors or leaders who have like moral failures. Affairs. Yeah. Mainly affairs. Yeah. On their wives. Good grief. 
We'll talk about that later. We'll talk about our lives later because uh, it's the Barktles unplugged. All about the Barktles. Let's pray for you guys, and then uh, we good. You want to yeah. say anything else? I was just gonna say if you, you know, we talked a lot about the culture aspect of purity. There is so much that goes into mm-hmm. purity. So you know, maybe we can cover that in a later episode. Maybe we yeah. can talk about boundaries that we had while dating to help us kind of keep us on the right track. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Just future episodes i'm just thinking you know obviously we can't cover any everything in um you know in this one episode but we would like to pray it out true i can do it okay you prayed before i did pray before so i'll pray now okay uh god we thank you for anybody and everybody listening to this podcast we thank you that we got to talk um just processing this has helped me and i'm sure miley too um to learn about our past and to even get rid of some of our baggage, things like that. So I pray for anybody listening that's got any trauma or church hurt or anything that has to do with sexual immorality, anything um, that we've talked about, if they felt shame and guilt because of some of this stuff, maybe they've got it in them. They don't really see it until now. I pray uh, that you bless them with um, a new perspective and uh, one that can lead them closer to you, not legalism, uh, not shame and guilt. Um, but closer to you in holiness and uh, honor. So uh, we love you and we thank you. Amen. 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 All right. Well, we'll see you guys for joining. On the next one. Bye. Bye.